Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox The Box and Xbox Podcast. My name is Potato Chief and I'm with my good friend, Alice. How are you, Alice? Um, um, oh, um, what did I miss? You <laughs> <laughs> disappeared, you got again. <laughs> are you there? Hello? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah, um, not that much. We've, well, it's been quite, well, I say not much. I'm looking at our... Schedule for the episode today. It's probably the most packed episode we've ever done on this channel. Even though it feels like it's a dead time of year, it feels like there should be no news, but yet there is still a ton of news to get through. And I've not even mentioned stuff like Phil Spencer confirming for the two hundredth time that Call of Duty is going to be on PlayStation. That's not even in the news. Or the corrupt guy who said that uh, he works for the EU who said that we're going to make sure the PlayStation still gets Call of Duty. That's not in the news either. And yet we still got a ton of news to get through. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just crazy. But a I think one. today it's just like, oh, we just woke up, procrastinated so much. Yeah. Like, you go into bed after like 3 a.m. Yeah. and just like being sleeping until lunch. And then it's just like, oh, I just don't know. Like, what's the point of this day? Like, we just ended up procrastinating yeah. playing games and for me i procrastinate so much by my maladaptive daydreaming being yeah. overthinking and daydreaming too I but think... you to all the listeners out there can you guess which big game that we'd be playing so much that is one of the recent releases on the game pass yeah or it's actually not on the game pass but it is on game pass yeah oh okay but it's so big, it's so talked about, and it ended up keeping us awake past three o'clock in the morning. Can you guess what it is? Uh, here's a clue. It's the background of my of my green screen as well. So if you've played the game, you might know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, we were both... I didn't get to bed till like four o'clock last night. Uh, we both, This is the latest we've ever recorded this podcast. We usually record it about midday. And then we've been, it's getting later and later each week, it seems like. It was four o'clock last week. This week is nearly six o'clock in the evening, which is late for uh, this part. Like, we usually try to record it in the daytime, but it's, uh, yeah, it's pitch black outside. We're uh, both at super late playing video games. So, yeah, uh, time's up, guys. You have, you've had your time to guess what game we were talking about. Sh- should we talk about it? Yes. We so. Are- the Go game ahead. that we've been playing to death Grimble. is Vampire Survivors. Ooh, Vampire Survivors. Game of the year. Apart from Elden If you agree with it, <laughs> then, or you disagree with it, let us know in, like, the comments below. But oh, it's so good. It's such a good game. Oh, my God. It's yeah, so, so basically, uh, basically, the story is that I first heard of this game on the Dreamquisition series because uh, James Stephanie Sterling has been writing lore for the game, and oh, they keep like mentioning the uh, bits of the game with those rant videos and everything. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, that's an interesting game maker game. But it wasn't. It wasn't until you talked about vampire survivors and you described it as some kind of twin stick shooter except yeah it the character follows automatically is this the yes. good description of it it's hard to explain this game it is like dopamine the game it's like <clears throat> all the bad things you get from like loot boxes and all that 
but it's free. It's not a predatory. It's like, ooh, look what you've unlocked. You've unlocked this. You've unlocked this. You've unlocked this. Ooh, you've killed a load of things. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, stuff. It's like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so addictive. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. So that's probably the best way you could describe it. You are a, a vampire. Like, you basically look like a Castlevania character, like a sprite, a little image. And you walk around the screen and your character just fires in different directions depending on what ability you've got. And then you stack your abilities and then you unlock new abilities. So then the screen just fire like there's just missiles firing off you in different directions. And then more and more enemies appear. So literally you have a screen full of like 200 enemies and your character just killing them all instantly. <laughs> it's insane. It's brilliant though. It's like so basic. Like me and Alice both did game design at university. I think yes. me and me and Alice could have made this game in like a week on your game maker, but it's <clears> so well done. And I, I, I don't want to. I feel like that's I'm I'm being that's being harsh and being dis- disrespectful. It's a really good game, really well made, and it's like I'm just like I'm I'm just disappointed in myself that I didn't think of it. It's so simple yet brilliant. It's fantastic. I love this game. If you haven't played Vampire Survivors. Download it. It's only a gig. It's on Game Pass. Play it. Trust me. It might, it might, you might look at it and go, "That looks a bit weird," but once you play it, you'll get addicted. It is one of the most addictive games I've ever played. I think I'm, I'm addicted to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it will take over your life. Like it does. It, if if you've been spending hours and doing cooking, by the time you play this game, you end up getting uh, ready meals instead because you won't have a lot of time to cook your own meals. <laughs> well, last night we'll be, it's basically like uh, me and Alice have been playing a lot of games online recently, uh, like about midnight. And last night I was like, I got back, I came shop back from shopping at nine o'clock, put Vampire Survivors on, and then I and then I was like, oh, it's, and the next thing I knew it was half past midnight. I'm like, oh, Alice, um, did you want to still play some games? I kind of lost track. <laughs> where's my yeah. night gone? <laughs> Yeah, so we still managed to play uh, co-op together, but yeah. it's not Halo co-op. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. not like Grounded because we've been playing Grounded and oh, we wow. will get to it soon. But we did some Halo and for the first time, me and Lewis just uh, popped up on Halo multiplayer on yeah. one of the play- matchmaking playlists. So yeah. me and the Chief just went in and like played Pretty a fast. bunch of Fiesta. But... <sighs> Like at the moment, Halo Infinite's getting really more popular because yeah. there's the Forge mode, and I see lots of videos that say it's like people having so much fun with Forge because I've yeah. been seeing lots of maps that are like really creative, has some really game, interesting game modes. I've been watching Blitz and Sean W. That I think some of the YouTubers are like usually negative about Halo Infinite, but even the most negative ones are having a huge blast with. Yeah. Forge in custom games, and that really says a lot about Forge. It's well more received than I expected, and it just means Halo Forge is back. Yeah. So it's brilliant. I mean, so we've had Vampire Survives, Survivors, Grounded, we've been playing a lot of. Halo Infinite's got the Winter Update, which we've been playing a lot of. Uh, in the po- uh, we've also this there's two Xbox exclusive that have come out this week, and like I've not got enough time to play everything, and it's like I think this, no. I think we can safely say we're the only Xbox podcast who are not playing God of War Ragnarok. 
literally every Xbox podcast I've listened to has gone, well, I'm playing God of War Ragnarok at the moment. You know, it's an Xbox podcast. It's like, well, I'm literally not playing it. I have a PS5. It's plugged <laughs> in. But it's like, I don't want to spend 70 quid on a game that is basically a slight improvement on a game I already played, uh, God of War yeah. 2018. It's like, everyone says it's the same game, but better or like the same game with like slightly new mechanics and better graphics it's like cool i just played god of war 2018 like about three months ago i'm i'm, I'm not really in the mood to play it again so i'm like i i'm i've got as i said vampire survivor survivors grounded halo pentiment um somerville there's loads of games to play on Xbox at the moment, so I'm quite happy. And then, and then Pokemon's coming out next week. On, yeah, uh, that's on why. Because like, Whoa, too much to play. I think that by the time this podcast comes over on, let's say, YouTube tomorrow, yeah. the Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet will be arriving the next day on the yeah. 18th. But by the time it comes out, it'll be like, uh, I'm not sure if we're ready to do that. And just go back to playing Vampire Survivors. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to probably load a Pokemon and be like, oh, I can't wait to play Pokemon. I'll have one game of Vampire Survivors and then I'll be on there all night. And like, oh, no. <laughs> what am I doing my evening? It's, a, uh, it's one of those games. I've not been obsessed with the game this much since Elden Ring. It's it's so good. Like I could play it for four or five hours and not even realise. My dog's by there. Yeah. Coughing up a fear ball, by the way, if you're wondering what that noise is in the background. Are you okay, doggy? I think we... Yes, you are. I, f- I think we definitely, like, have to say a lot of bits about it because uh, I know I'm, like, going way ahead of you and no, spent, like, less hours on it because the idea... It's just really interesting because yeah. the game... It's just, like, it's really challenging you can die a lot because yeah. it's a kind of game, like, a bit like... Sky Force Reloaders or something like that, where you play the game, you die, but you get enough uh, credits to boost your stats yeah. and then make the game easier. And this is typically with a lot of mobile games. And you just think Vampire Survivors is better on the mobile phone thing. But the yeah. trouble is, this is so like more respected with the screen size that yeah. it's just... It's best played on the PC or console because it always has to be widescreen. And if you play the game on like different mobile things, you have to deal with the small screen size and it really varies a lot. Yeah, so I I haven't tried it on mobile yet. I want to try it on mobile though. I haven't tried it yet, but I I would like to try it on mobile. Wait a minute, is it out on mobile that Vampire Survivor? It's on, uh, you can get it on Steam Deck and you can also stream it on the uh, uh, Fire X Cloud. I, would look, I might try it on xCloud, see how, how that turns out, and see how I'll uh, let you guys know if that's, if it's a decent way of playing it. Uh, it's oh. all about responsiveness and stuff, though, so maybe not the best place to play it. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just going to check that. Yeah, you can actually get uh, Vampire Survivors on Android right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, that's cool. I might even do that. When it comes, but, if it comes to Switch, I might buy it. And I, I, this game is so good. It's like one of my favorite indie games of the last four, three or four years. I would say, um, oh, so up there. I, I, I we could talk. I could talk about Vampire Survivors all day. I really could. Um, it's um, so good. Uh, well, I think I think it just appears as if it's only on exclusive to Android at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, just give this a try and let us know. But 
I would have to say that um, as you learn the strategies and like how you beat bosses, you yeah. just eventually like know which patterns you can go for. Like no. when you unlock the map later in the game, which is on like the third level, you'll get this map that shows you whether you can get some items and that's where you can get some unlocks. But yeah. at the same time, you have to go through the map in order to collect some additional items that if you collected all the six items for the defense buffs, yeah. if you get any additional ones, you get more of them, which is yeah. cool. But what I've, but I found that in order to get to these extra items, you have to travel at the very long distance in the map. Yeah. And you just end up uh, like not getting all the crystals, which is why when you boost up the stats and you play the game, you have to like most of the time you have to like not go around too much because you missed out on the crystals to boost your levels. And once you like boost the stats and get the curse items that makes the enemy that gives you more enemies, yeah. you just end up like making it easier for you to like get more enemies, get more experience. And you get really more powerful within the first ten minutes of the game. And yeah. I think it's just what you end up with. But you still have to strategize on like when you move, make yeah. sure you don't get hit by the enemies too much. Like, if there's too much enemies, you won't move much. Otherwise, you get yeah. killed off real quickly. I mean, so uh, you can pick between... There's multiple different characters you can pick between. All have a different power each. And the game was really... As you said, you start off slow. It's like there's more, like, three or four enemies at a time or whatever. And you kill them off. But you, you can level up so fast then it just gets crazy and hectic super quickly. Uh, and what you want to do is you want to combine... There's, like, a list on the on the game. You can go the Grimoire, I think it is, and it gives you, like, if you buy if you have this item and this item and you max both of them out, you will lock a special item. So you want to try to lock a load of special items. And the special items are even more badass and even more powerful. And it's just, it's just one of those games you just keep stacking. And it's just... You can have, like, six different weapons doing different things at the same time killing off like the entire map and then it gets to a point where you literally you're unstoppable and then they'll bring out the grim reaper which is an unstoppable or yes. pretty much unstoppable cpu that comes around and kills you but it, like you, well it is a point where you can't you literally like big okay you're too powerful now we're just gonna kill you <laughs> but it, it, well i can say that there are achievements where you have to play the game for 31 minutes and wow. you need to unlock the ras Grand Masso ability, which lets you get perks in the game. And yeah. you can get random perks if you collect more of them. Yeah. So, just got them. I got some extra revives. Yeah. And when I just get killed by the Reaper on the game end, I got so many revives that I end up reviving myself, try to kill the Reaper or stop the Reaper with the clock thing or the fire spray. But even with yeah. those things, you just still cannot stop the Reaper. No. And I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how'd you get to the 31 minute? Because I, because you, even with those revives, I can only last for about 13 seconds after. I know, it's ridiculous. And they're too fast as well. They catch up to you really quickly. There's got to be a way of killing the Reapers. I'm going to have to look into that. So, yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that because I've only just unlocked that. So there's Rand... What was it? Randismo? Rand... Rand Randomo, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically like playing cards. Like they like they like change your buffs. I think. Mm. Is that right? I don't know how that works. I've not actually used them properly. 
Well, I don't know. It's just um, I'm, yeah. I'm looking up the strategy they had you do that, and it just seems as if you can get certain characters, getting certain arcanas in order to like have a better chance of like getting rid of death, and you can yeah. actually kill one. So I think it's just more luck based in order to do that. But you have to do this for every area you unlock. Wow. So yeah, but, I mean. So this game is almost a bit like Geometry Wars is probably a good way of putting it as well. Have you played Geometry Wars? Yes. I mean, Only better because every time you finish it off, it will make you start from the beginning every single time, except yeah. you have more variety of enemies. So, yeah, I'm enjoying this a lot. I, I I think we've literally talked about Vampire Survivors for about 20 minutes. Now. I think we probably... I, will, I want to keep talking about it. But I think we'll probably move on to the, uh, the news in a second. Well, uh, we've, we've that's also... two things, really, because, um, I mean, there's loads of characters with it, and there's a really neat, neat uh, gloss. There's a mystery where you just, like, <clears throat> you beat enemies and you unlock characters. Yeah. And there's a sassy, rich character that's just really good, because you. it says that she was born as a mage, and then, like, no, and decides to become a sassy witch and hopes to get others to be like sassy witches. Okay. Like, yeah, nice transcoded character. Okay. And but there's like loads of characters, and you unlock Giovanna, uh, which she has a a cat, a bunch of cats that yeah. you have to avoid in order to get scratched. But sometimes they slash characters, and then you just like go into cat fights. But when you get yeah, the stone mask. Yeah, once you get the stone mask and you level up the cats, you unlock this evolved weapon because in the game you get combinations of items or weapons that you can unlock evolved forms of yeah. the weapons. And it's just like, wow, cool. But if you have a stone mask and you level up the cat weapon so much, it'll turn into eyeballs that sometimes like drop gold, but you have yeah. eyeballs going around. It's just like, insane! Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a big. It's a. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a. It's a really complicated game to explain to people. Like, they probably don't know what. Like, I, I, like I played it. And I'm still a bit confused about what we were saying just then. But it is one of those yeah. things. It's uh, you've got to play it. Just play it. Download it. Trust me. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, well, I think I should mention that. Speaking of characters, you have loads of characters, and I think. I can instantly tell your favourite character based on the name alone. Yeah. And do you know what it is? I chose Poe, the Potato Man. <laughs> because you po. love garlic as the weapon. Garlic was well. I used to use him. I've I've been using different characters now, but yeah, garlic is when you first start the game. You want to have garlic as your weapon of choice because it just surrounds you in three sixty degrees, so nothing can get too close to you. But the later on you get in the game, the more you realise you don't really need that. But like that to start off with, I think is a good power to have as garlic while you're learning the ropes. Uh, so that's my recommendation. My... I would say is try and get garlic first as your first weapon, and then and just play the game and enjoy it. And you, the more you play it, the more you unlock new stuff and figure out how to do it better. But garlic is a good start off weapon for sure. I would I say think. this is definitely like. It's still my favorite weapon, and I'd love to have that because yeah. as soon as you get a heart item that lets you like recover health every second, if you yeah. combine that with a garlic, 
then once you level up the garlic, it will turn into Soita. Yeah, <laughs> you can eat, me of this anime. Yeah, it self. Yeah, it, it heals you. Well. So you have a three hundred sixty degree attack. So if anything gets close to you, it also heals you when you hit him. So it's almost impossible yes. to die when you got it, which is pretty badass. Uh, I quite well, like. There's some enemies uh, that still broke through it, and so it's not exactly OP. Like when I put on hyper mode, the when I put hyper mode and have all those uh, buffs that will like make it harder to you have a lot more enemies in. When yeah. I was in the library, it's like oh, I just got the soul eater and all those evolved weapons, and been collecting all the crystals. But even so, you still have a hag, the final boss character of the. Uh, library she just gets over to you and just like you just couldn't believe that she goes so fast to bypasses your weapons and like yeah. kills you instantly if you don't know how to like escape and make sure you didn't get close to her <laughs> it's like crazy yeah. it's one of those games we could talk about as i said we could talk about it all day i'm really enjoying it um but i think we should probably move on because we're going to be here all day um, one last oh, thing okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i mean i have a habit of like going into tangents but i yeah. swear this is the last one because okay. you know there's like additional challenges and like there's one you kill the plants yeah i've got the one that's the red moon stage and i got into it where you just burst the ports for gold and you kill the enemies there yeah get all those tools the first but it's slow to collect the crystals and get the weapons there but yeah. as you go through the stage you notice there's lots of eyeballs going around and you try to get rid of the character, but then suddenly you just transport it to another stage. And it's really hard because you only have your starting weapon and you have to go through the hallway before the enemies kill you off. And it's like really difficult. But once I get into a certain character that has fast speed and be able to do a good weapon thing, once yeah. I get to this whole thing, I just found out Oh, got a cross and clears the enemies out. And there's a death wall around. But then you just gave this hidden passage. And once you get to this special item, there's like, oh, there's pair hands clapping and get you closer to this strange item. And then the photosensitivity warning's got flipped text. Like, what? And that's how I got the yellow sign, which lets you see hidden items. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. I, didn't know that. I, need, I need to. I haven't locked the hidden item thing. I'll have a look into that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> what's going on in the game. I don't, I, um, yeah. So we've also been playing Grounded. We we like Grounded. It's such a good game. One of my game of the years as well. Uh, we finally figured out how to kill wolf spiders. We just basically farming them all those points. Yeah, we know how to cheese them now. We get them trapped and just keep firing arrows at them. I got a crossbow now. You've got like poison uh, bow and arrow. We've we don't know, we gotta try, we gotta explore the lake next. That's like our next thing. But oh, oh yeah, we also been building giant zip, zip lines. lines. Yeah, yeah, so, like, because because that when when as soon as we did the hedge lab, we got like additional unlocks, and one of them is zip line. Yeah. So we just built the platform by the house in the middle of the map got into like lots of stories and then we just got zip lines so yeah. we got a zip line that leads to the oak lab very useful and we got the zip line that goes over to the hedge so we can get more berries but when i just got the zip line being built up on the platform near to the picnic table 
You just yeah. like fiddle with the ladders because you want to move them and yeah. then destroy the top with the zip lines. So we have to go through that again. It was like a multi story, <laughs> you built like a multi story building for zip lines. And I moved the ladder like an inch to the left. And for some reason, a whole the ladder was a load bearing ladder. Essentially, as soon as I moved the ladder, the entire top floor just collapsed on top of me. I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm like, no. So now I'm like reinforcing everything. So I like, cause like there was yes. a point where as if like a spider or some, or like a ladybug or something destroyed the bottom of the our staircase, the whole thing would come down. So I've made sure that we got like multiple towers holding it up now. Because it's not like Minecraft, you can't have stuff that defies gravity. It has to have some kind of base to it. It has to have some yeah, kind of scaffolding, yeah. Or it's just going to fall apart. But the fact that it was a load-bearing ladder made me, is just like ridiculous. I literally moved the ladder an inch to the left, and the whole top floor just fell. I'm like, no! <laughs> yeah. How has that happened? That's ridiculous. Now, oh, my God. Now, speaking about the wolf spiders, I found out from the Speed 1 video on killing the wolf spider, and I found yeah. out that in an oak lab, there's a one or two leaves that you can trap wolf spiders in. And basically, they just go in the defensive state, and they just poke their legs through, so you can just hit their legs and then kill them. And that's how I've been, like, farming the, the poison fangs and everything, just to... Not only build your weapons and armor, but you also like uh, have enough resources to repair your weapons. And I think that's cool. Also, we can also find wolf spiders along the map, and sometimes they hide in the cave or some like holes. Yeah. So I found out that once I get the insect axe and just got some more stems, we built a scaffolding around so the wolf spiders won't escape and get trapped. So you just hit yeah. the legs, and then you get more items. It's just like wolf spiders are just... I mean, it's very easy to cheese, but without the cheesing, they're still pain in the ass. Like, oh, yeah. if you don't know how to perfect block the the wolf spider attacks, they will kill you instantly. Oh, yeah. Wolf spiders, bees, stung, uh, stung, uh, stink beetles, all of them are still a pain in the ass to kill. Even with the best weapons that we've got, we've a lot. We've got like level two gear, level two items, and we still have it. We're still struggling to kill them. We got like yeah, spider I dagger, next... which is like poisonous dagger. So we just you could swipe really fast and just lower their health, but they still kill us pretty quickly. I think I think definitely the next thing we need to like because we can build a house on one of the lily pads around the pond, and I think Ooh, we should be good. focusing on that. So we could do that tonight. But yeah. there's also like the Halo co-op to deal with as well. But I there's just also think vampire like... survivors. <laughs> yes, that's right. But no co-op. Yeah, no that is unless that. we can like talk in Discord and like look, grind the fuck out of like vampire survivors. So good. <laughs> so good. I can't help myself. <laughs> but yeah, uh, are you guys playing Grounded? Let us know in the comments below. Are you playing Grounded? Are you playing Vampire Survivors? Are you playing Halo? Or are you playing? God of War, boo. <laughs> you traitor. You're, an, you're listening to an Xbox podcast. How dare you play God of War, even though I own a actually, PS5. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, well, as soon as we finish the podcast, I'll then like schedule a poll that tells Ooh. you which of the games we mentioned that we can like, that we're still playing. Yeah, definitely. Like, just imagine a bias when we put, as soon as we put the God of War stuff, it'll be like, oh. Everyone fades for it, so 
Should we yeah. just add that as an option or not? Yeah, go on, might as well. I'm not, I'm not playing it. I, 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 I'm getting it for Christmas probably, but I'm like, I'm not paying seventy quid for it at this moment in time, especially because I'm not well, in the mood then. for it. I mean, I'm not in the mood to play it. I'll, I'll explain later when we get to the award ceremonies my beef when it comes to God of War. So look forward to that. Oh, it's gonna be fun. I noticed there's some like um, we did some polls and. And I mean, we've got the ability to make community polls there. We don't yeah. know about Twitter, but I can tell on YouTube that we did a tier list of Halo games, and we originally asked for people if which is better, which is Halo 3 or Halo Reach. But when I put Halo 3, Reach, and Infinite in, two people voted for Halo Infinite above Halo 3. Yeah. Then... Tw- on Twitter, the Halo 3 won by a landslide. It was like 80%. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like 80% wow. or something. I can't remember the exact result now. It was like 80 percent So, yeah. Then we also did the poll that we have Xbox the box looking for the new Pokemon games because this is not Xbox related and you can tell the results because there's only one vote for Violet, no votes for Scarlet or neither of these hate Pokemon games. But I voted when Violet, someone came in... Me. <laughs> they just voted for Xbox, please, out of what, three out of four votes. Oh, yeah. You could tell, yeah. no, I don't want Pokemon, I just want Xbox Pokemon. I want Xbox news. You're an Xbox channel, why are you talking about Pokemon? Like, that's, I, I get that. I understand that. Like, I'm just say, slagging people off for talking about God of War, we're, we're talking about Pokemon, so. <laughs> it's like, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, innit? <laughs> uh, so, shall we move on to the news? Sure. News. I'm just typing the full news. News, news, news. First news story. Happy birthday to Xbox. We is hey. the Xbox Series X is two years old five days ago. So it's not like you know, we we missed the birthday by a little bit. But two years has X- been on the market. What do you think about that? Is that if it doesn't feel like it's been two years, it feels like I've just got it. It still feels like it's brand new to me. It's weird. What what do you think? Yeah, so I think it's only like Xbox Series S is just starting, but now you can just buy it anywhere because yeah. with PlayStation 5, it's still like out of stock on some of the stores and it's just like crazy. Even if this price hike and everything there, it's just, I still see people playing on the PlayStation 5 and it's like, really? Yeah. Because I found the Xbox Series X to be, really much nicer to get and i sided with xbox yeah because i just don't really have the best experience with playstation 4 but xbox is just like they pretty much did the online stuff very well and it's really good there but i think it's people like i think one of the people i one of the friends i've spoken to he said that he went for the playstation 5 because sometimes the xbox exclusives you can get them on the pc so suppose, why yeah. get the Xbox if you can just get the PlayStation 5? To me, I think the, X, the PlayStation 5 is just too big to fit under the TV. It is pretty Either big. way, <laughs> you're just to be buying it for exclusives at this rate. I mean, that's the reason I bought it. I mainly bought it for Spider-Man 2, uh, which is an app for another year. Um, I said this to you the other day. I literally turned my PlayStation 5 on for the first time in like a month. Checked what was on PlayStation Plus, like essentials like what what's this free what's this month's free games i like i like, added them to my collection and i was like oh i'm bored now turned it off and went back on the xbox 
I play my Xbox every single day, whereas the PS5, oh, I'm so bored of it. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not... I'm kind of bored of third-person action-adventure games with, like, cinematic plots, with, like, lots of, uh, you know, like, lots of uh, quick-time events. You know what I mean? I'm not... That's, I, I'm kind of bored of that now. I kind of like a bit of variety in my gameplay. Like... It might sound like sacrilege, but I'd rather play Vampire Survivors than play God of War Ragnarok at this moment in time. I'm kind of I'm kind of third person action adventure game out. I'm kind of burnt out on it. It's like this. They don't. They, there's not a variety on PlayStation. I don't like the the lack of variety. I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit in the comments for this probably, but I just don't. It's I'm bored of the PlayStation already. I barely use it. I'm already bored of it. <laughs> it's just, I got all these games on my PlayStation and all of them are like third-person action-adventure games. I'm like, eh. Uh, but yeah, two years of Xbox. So let's try to move it to the more positive. Um, so we've had two... So this is going to be the third holiday of the Xbox. First holiday we had Gears, Gears Tactics. That was like the only exclusive. Then last year we had Halo Infinite... We had Forza Horizon 5, Psychonauts 2. We had some decent stuff last year. And then this year we've kind of gone quiet again. We have Pentiment and we have Somerville and we got Higher Life uh, and Vampire Survivors. A lot of smaller titles. Uh, I was saying this to you yesterday when we were on the Discord chat. It's like, it's like going out for a meal and just having like tapas. You know, like loads of little, you know, tapas, like lots of little meals. It's like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. This is nice. But we've not, uh, we've not got a big main course meal on Xbox this year. We haven't had like that big game that's gonna completely satisfy us, you know. I like, I love Grounded. I love Vampire Survivors. Uh, I'm really excited for Higher Life. I gotta play Somerville and Pentiment. They're all, they're all supposed to be really good games. And they're all a lot of fun, but. Like we need a Starfield now. We need. It does feel like we are. It is a bit of a a, a gaping gap in our lineup this year. Is the fact that Starfield got delayed. But Starfield, mm. Redfall, Forza, Minecraft Legends, Wulong. We've got a load of really big games coming out next year. So, uh, Diablo, Five. I mean, like, yeah. If the ABK deal gets done as well, we're gonna have so much to play next year. Uh, it's been a bit of a quiet year this one year two of the Xbox I'm hoping year three of the Xbox is going to be one of the greatest years in gaming history I mean it's possible at this moment in time you look at the lineup it seems like they have a good chance of pulling that off if they've got a couple of other games like an Avowed or Hellblade or something lined up as well as what we already know it's going to be an absolutely epic year in Xbox one of the best yeah. years in Xbox history maybe like Maybe like two thousand seven was probably the best mm. year in Xbox history with Halo Three and, uh, and Gears and uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that. That probably be the best year, but um, I don't know. I'm rambling a bit. I'm sorry, uh, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, year we we're in year three of the of, of this second birthday, third holiday season bit of a lackluster season this year but i still love my xbox i still play it every day i still got too much to play on it even when there's when people are saying there's nothing on xbox i've still got hundreds of games to play on it so i'd like how like how are you can you say there's no games on xbox because i literally have lists and lists of games i want to play that are on game pass it just guess people don't 
there's a lot of people who don't like to try different things. I like different. I like variety. So it's like, ooh, yeah. I like to play different genres and stuff. I don't know. I suppose if you only play third-person action adventure games, then yeah, it is a bit quiet this year on the Xbox. You got play, you well, got Tale, and that's about it, really. I have to butt in though because no, go ahead. I do have a backlog of games that I've already purchased, so I don't really need Game Pass for any of it. But there's still so much stuff on Game Pass at the moment you can definitely play. So why play on any other platform when you got Game Pass? Yeah. So it's cool, but. Um, but as you're saying, it's just like, yeah, I just feeling like the only problems I had in that age, like uh, the Sign Labs controller, it's just like broke and got refunded when I sent it to customer service, which yeah. is a bit shame. But yeah. but apart from that, the controller and the console are just working fine. It's just uh, I think there were some blips with the Blu-ray player, but for the most part, it's just like oh, really? you're fine with discs, but it's because of this it's just a fault. Hmm, not sure I can rely on the disk drive, but then again, it's just like, eh, just a basic system. But yeah. I just wondered if they would end up having the revised edition of it because uh, Xbox 360 have this white brick that coughs up and die every time, but you get a really improved Xbox 360 slim, which is perfect. But yeah. Xbox One came out, big chunk for console, they ended up as Xbox One S or X, and that's perfect enough for me. Yeah. So I just wondered that Xbox Series X and S, like, I might be interested to get Xbox Series S once I'm able to stream full time. Yeah. But then, do you reckon that Xbox may actually shrink the consoles in the future, just like the previous two generations? Possibly. I don't think they're going to do a massive, like, I don't think we're going to get a Series X Pro. Like, I was watching a fi- I was literally watching a video on Colt Eastwood and uh, Digital Foundry about two, three hours ago. And they were talking about how uh, game developers now need to focus more on low end consoles as well because of the part mm. the the, the uh, part shortages so like there's stuff like Unreal for engine 5 will still run amazing on series s like the series mm. s can still run really powerful games and still looks decent so that like it's not gonna, we're not going to have a, a point where we need to upgrade the consoles this generation in theory where we're probably going to be running off the xbox series x and ps5 we're not going to see the full potential of them for another three or four years, <laughs> and we're not probably going to get a pro version or anything like that until. Uh, I think the next. I think the next. We might get like slim. I think a PlayStation Five slim would be nice because it's so bloody big. Yeah, uh, I would definitely be waiting and see that because I think it's possible we can get that. But then the the thing is with the PlayStation Four, you can yeah. either get a slightly slimmer version of it. Or you can just get a PlayStation 4 Pro, but yeah. I sold my PlayStation 4 and didn't buy another PlayStation <laughs> 4 console since. Yeah. So I don't know what Sony's doing, but I just don't really expect him to do anything with it. I now, think, yeah. um, I think, I think um, they did mention the Keystone once. Yes. And then Phil Spencer said it's just like, oh, we're not doing it anymore, that Keystone. Yes. Because I think this would have been the top solution for streaming but now it's just like oh buy the xbox series s or so x I, oh I, 
how about you get the Logitech handheld and yeah, it's, it's, just to stream games, but that's like really expensive. For the I price. would love, I would love a Logitech uh, handheld, but it's it's just streaming only and it's too expensive. If it was cheaper or it was native, I would buy it. One of the two, uh, but not for a streaming only thing for three hundred quid. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I didn't put this in the news either. I should have maybe, but. Phil Spencer did mention this week about the Keystone. Said that they built the the Keystone, they've got all the parts, they figured out how to do it, and they obviously wanted it to go with, wanted to be sold with a controller, but they said it was it turned out to be too expensive. So they're still working on the Keystone, but they're trying to find a way of making it cheaper because they don't want oh, to. Right. They basically like saying it's not that much cheaper to build the Keystone than a Series S. So you might like they like at the moment you got the cheaper the cheaper option is the Series S at the moment. And they're gonna hopefully build a keystone. Uh, that's what he was saying. It's saying the keystone is still something they're looking into, but they they moved their development over to the Samsung Smart TV app, which is the, what they've currently been working on. Uh, mm. So once that's been fin- finalized, they'll probably go back to Keystone and try and find a cheaper way of doing it. Because they want to have a decent hardware that can still run most games, almost natively, but not quite. Just so like it has some. So has some has some processing power, so it's not going to completely lag. But yeah, obviously most of it's going to be a streaming box. Um, I want a Keystone when it comes out, uh, but obviously if it's nearly two hundred quid, then obviously what's the point? You might as well go up to a Series S, you know. So they they want to make. Or you can cheap. just get a Xbox Series S because that's yeah. only for like fifty quid extra. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's right. S, yeah. I don't see the point of a keystone at two hundred quid. I think that's what their problem is. They're trying to get it cheaper, so they haven't got the parts yet to make it at the price they want. They want to make it about hundred quid, I think. So we'll see. Hopefully that'll be that's something that will come out soon. Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, this was going to be our topic of the show, but then the Game Awards came out, so the like Game Award nominations. So we're just going to talk about this briefly. The Gears of War movie and animated TV show has been announced by Netflix. Um, if Dave Bautista's not in this film, I am going to be very disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, Gears of War. So I mean, like. Uh, I mean, I noticed this in the Game Awards. There's actually adaptation of the year is now a nomination. Uh, so now I feel like gaming stuff is becoming more and more prevalent in the in the mainstream on uh, like streaming services. So obviously you've got Gears of War the movie, the animated series. You've got uh, Halo TV show on Paramount. You got the Fallout show coming out. You got Grounded coming out. You got the Mario movie coming out this year or next year. The Last of Us TV show. Horizon TV show, and then we also got Cyberpunk Edge Runners and The Witcher TV show and Arcane. So much TV in movies. Is, is there anything that's like, are you excited for the Gears of War movie slash TV show or any of these other well, any, any of these other things? What were you? What were no, you not really into it because um, I think they mount a bunch of live action projects, but some of them are just like either not talked about or slightly cancelled and yeah. I'm like they're just like throwing ideas into the pot but thing is um, live action Gears of War thing has been going on for years yeah. plus they just got the pilot going on with the Gears of War movie and talk about how the film's supposed to begin yeah. and it's just like keep saying it's happening in all those bits but I'm going to be able to like 
see anything unless they actually put the trailer out for it. Because yeah. I've already seen the Last of Us trailer on Sky, and it's coming out on it because it's coming out on the HBO Max. Yeah. So I think we're pretty much getting closer to seeing more live action adaptations of video games. Yeah, and I think it just leads into a, like another subject of this podcast. Yeah, so I mean the adaptation thing is becoming more and more of a thing as we go as we go on the. Yeah, as I said, like in the game wars, there's an issue of thing about adaptations now, so I think that's the future of gaming is going to be adaptations. Um, comic book movies are like have been the thing for the last ten years, and now it's now it's video game movies. I think. Um, yeah, I feel like I wish they did a better job of Halo because Halo is my favorite franchise, hence I'm an Xbox fanboy. Um, I'm hoping Gears of War is going to get a good treatment and Netflix seems to have a good track record when it comes to like animated shows I'm not sure about the live action version though, we're going to have to wait and see I think Are you well excited to me what, sorry? Are you, sorry, I was going to say are you excited for it well I don't know, I mean I'm just a bit mixed because you, you said about the Halo TV show that it may seem to be received favorably, but I think it's been memed so much because mm-hmm. it just seems like it's like acting as if it's a different show compared to what yeah. people expect to see from the Halo TV show. I, I mean, still I enjoyed really... it. I still enjoyed yeah, it for what good. it was, but it wasn't a Halo show as far as I could say. Master Cheeks, <laughs> as everyone calls him. <laughs> um, you got his cheeks out for the for the for everyone. Um, yeah, there's lots of. Uh, random stuff. I don't know. I it has some of the plot of Halo, but in some stuff it's just generic sci-fi. And you had like subplots that no one cares about with random people, and like it was okay. I feel like they could have done a better job with it, though. And felt like it didn't feel like it followed the plot very well. They should have just basically made combat evolved into a TV show instead of making its own thing up. Like it's just completely movie, actually. Yeah. Or make it into a movie or TV show, either, and just like not, not make up your random uh, adaptation that they call, well, they call it the Silver Timeline or something. Can't remember. It's just like it's not good. I think they should have just stuck to the, the original plot of Halo, maybe expanded it even a bit, but not. They completely got off track of it. So yeah, not not first of the Halo TV show. I thought it was alright. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, but I'm easy to please. I'm one of the people who like the Last Jedi, so <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I mean, so that's the movie adaptations. We're nearly an hour into the podcast. We haven't got to our topic of the show yet. Wow, this is this is told you it was a packed wow. episode. Uh, just wanted to briefly touch on Pentiment being released this week. Uh, Tom uh, Tom Sawyer's Obsidian uh, Obsidian game. Uh, 10 out of 10 from IGN 86 on Metacritic so it's doing really well we've got a really big so it's it's um, an action adventure RPG based in the 1500s that is a murder mystery sounds weird as hell uh, but it's got 10 out of 10 so I'm definitely going to have to try and check this out um, have you have you downloaded it or have you tried it have you, have you looked at Pentiment not yet I have downloaded it, but I haven't yeah. actually tried it because I already got the trio of games to focus on. Yeah. On my own, Vampire Survivors and Forge on Halo Infinite. Co-op, yeah. Halo and Grounded. Yeah, I'm the same way. Those, uh, 
and so much to play. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 I'm shocked that it got a 10 out of 10 from IGN, but I'm really pleasantly surprised yeah. by that. I'm really going to have to try and check it out. So if you guys have played Pentiment, let us know in the comments below. That is something that I will be playing at some point, but I haven't played it yet, so I can't really judge it too much. Um, we'll have to see. <laughs> I feel like Obsidian has saved 2022 for Xbox, though. I feel like mm. if it wasn't for Obsidian, this year would be even worse. Like The fact that we got a 10 out of 10 for Pentiment and we got grounded this year, I think we've done... Is the, I think Obsidian... Yeah. It's not good. Uh, oh, there we go. My microphone's back. Sorry, but I accidentally blew my microphone. But yeah, Obsidian has become like the A team for Microsoft, I think. The number one like developer. They seem to be on the mark. They seem to be the only ones who seem to uh, be consistently making stuff for Xbox. And I, I think they've done a really good job. So, congratulations to Obsidian. You, you're bringing the heat. You've been really good, and we, we, we really appreciate you. Hopefully, we get uh, a vow next year. That'd be that'd be mm. sweet. Um, yeah. So that's all our news for today. Unless you want to talk about Pentiment a little bit more, or yeah, it's just in the past twenty four hours, it says um, Activision Blizzard Microsoft still was struck at bargain price to protect. ATVICO, which claims from the Swedish pension fund lawsuit, says here from Frat House Behavior claims to regulatory problems. The 69 billion takeover by Microsoft of gaming giant uh, Activision Blizzard has hit the feather bump of the way this week after a Swedish state run pension fund sued ATVI and said the takeover is rigged. I've not heard this story at all. This is all new to me. Uh, so this wasn't in our show notes, so I have no clue what to even say about this because I've not heard about the story. Um, well, it's just popped up, which in the moment, it's just another one of the European courts that decides to, to go at the deal and like try to stab at it. Yeah. And I think it just continues the story of a lot of resistance from the EU courts, and it's just really bad. Yeah. I mean... I. But, I'm, to be honest, I'm fed up of the ABK deal at the moment. I just want to get it done. Just get it done. Yes. I'm fed up. I'm fed up of talking. Every week we have to talk about how Sony's doing something stupid and, it's, and they're trying to get it blocked. It's just like, ugh, stop. But You're getting Call of Duty. We've already said you're getting Call of Duty. Can you stop, Sony? Can we just get on with it? Like, Why do you have to be such a nuisance? <laughs> I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> like, yeah. It feels like we're in a standstill with Xbox. We're just waiting for this to go through. Like I want to get Diablo 4 on Game Pass. I want to get Call of Duty on Game Pass. Just let us get it done. I don't understand why we have to... Ugh, so annoying. They want to be sold. Xbox wants to buy them. What's the bloody hold-up? Let's just get it done. Like, it's so annoying. Oh Yeah, I'm Yeah. so... It. Well, I think you might be... One, you might be interested to know that... Microsoft's shares are constantly rising since 2015, and Activision's um, stocks have raised considerably since February 2022. But Sony's shares has dropped, or gradually dropped over until October, where the shares raised up, but now it's just going down again. So 
I don't know if that deal has somewhat influenced Activision and Microsoft to receive more shares than like Sony. I I don't know to be honest. Uh, I feel like I feel Just like jargon. Xbox is going the right direction at the moment. I feel like PlayStation to be really anti-consumer. Uh, yes. I'm not super into it. Um, so, yeah, I I had to really know what to say about that. I hadn't had that planned in the podcast, so sorry, I didn't. I haven't really got much to say. Um, should we move on to the game awards? Yep. Okay, so Jeff Keighley has come out and announced the game awards this year. We have thirty-one. I think it's 31 uh, different categories to go through. We're not going to talk about eSports or mobile or VR. I think that's fair to say. Do you still want, do you want to talk about like accessibility and stuff or do you want to just stick to the gaming stuff? Uh, just talk about accessibility too. But okay. I think it's only like one extra category, so right. hopefully you don't mind about that. No, that's fine. So we're moving. We're going to move from. The, we're doing it in reverse order. So the later categories first, and then we're going to move to the earlier categories. If that makes any sense, if you have the website up. So we're going to start off with most anticipated game of the year. Uh, so obviously the, the the most anticipated game of next year, even. So this is the game. That, oh. The fact- uh, I've got to hold you there because I see at the top of the list it's like game of the year. So I think you put in the uh, you reversed it. It yeah, hasn't it been is- updated. Then yeah. it's just like best adaptation and like oh wow, um, yeah that's really interesting. Yeah, just I, trying I, to find that. I did it in reverse order. Sorry. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, uh, I just found most anticipated game just above like best adaptation. <laughs> okay, so okay, most anticip- I've, I've got the website up. You see, have you got the website up? Um, I'll go grab that. It's probably be easier to follow it on the website. Yeah. So I I agree. I, so I was because I was basically the bottom row is best esports so the first one that's not esports related one is best is be, uh, most anticipated you see so that's what i was going to go with Amen. best categories um most anticipated if i can find it yep most anticipated game i just yeah, found the it link on discord there you go okay so yeah, i already did <laughs> the most anticipated game of next year Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, or The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. What game are you most looking forward to out of those five? I feel like there's, there's some games that have been snubbed, like Spider-Man 2 should probably be on there, and maybe Redfall, and I don't know. But uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom... Which do you think's gonna win? What do you want to win the award, and what do you think's gonna win the award? It's probably the question we should be asking. Well, I just think um, I would absolutely say that Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom will actually steal this uh, category because I because I think given the amount of hype and how much or a lot of praise that it received, even if it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. It will still remain as the most anticipated. Yeah. But I think it will be ridiculous yeah, if I mean, Hogwarts Legacy comes out uh, towards the top because I think there's a lot of the controversy surrounding the Harry Potter universe. And to think as if this one wins the award 
but I think this is going to end up like leading to a lot of uh, explaining about this whole thing. Like it's just if oh, we just don't really care about the controversy because we still love that Harry Potter game. Then you just got like yeah. Starfield and Legend of Zelda. I mean, what the hell? Like if if the game awards are like that biased, they were either fall for either Final Fantasy fifteen or Resident Evil four. So. But I think this is a good category to tell how biased or unbiased that the whole panel is for the rewards. Yeah, I think Legend of Zelda, I think, is going to take it, but I wouldn't mind Starfield winning it. I think Star. I'm really looking forward to Starfield, but I think Legend of Zelda is going to win it, I think. Mm. Breath of the Wild won was such a phenomenon when it first came out. So I think it's you... just the case that... Um, People can sign in and vote on them. So I yeah. think there's quite likely to have a PlayStation bias as far as I know. So when it comes to the voting, it's 90% of it is the critics, 10% is the viewer vote. So the, basically yes. our votes mean jack shit, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. It's like, oh, why don't you vote? Nah. Uh, if you click previously on the top uh, where it says prove, that's how we're going to just go through the list, if that's okay, just to try to keep yeah. it, make it easy for you. So, best adaptation is next. So, we've got Arcane, the League of Legends TV show, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. It's got to be Uncharted, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that will be way opposite of what we hate. Because I don't think that movie is well received. No, I've so it's just a, Yeah, that's right. But uh, I think this will be an instant win for Arcane because this has yeah. been talked about so much, even though it's been released like last year. But because yeah. it's a new category on the Game Awards, which is the best adaptation, because at the moment it's just a there's more game type gaming tie-ins, and not only just coming into like places like Netflix, but it's also like. Uh, encouraging more game sales. Like, yeah. I was watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and I was like, oh gosh, I think I would really check out the Cyberpunk game on Xbox and see if it's I can true. get that. But, I mean, yeah. The, the sales for The Witcher 3 like, skyrocketed when season two of the Witcher T- when the Witcher TV series came back out on Netflix. The Witcher, t- the Witcher games skyrocketed in sales. Uh, that is like the big thing. Now that's the reason they re-released the Last of Us Part One is because they got the Last of Us TV series coming out. Uh, they know that this is going to work, and yeah, as you, we were discussing earlier, we got Gears of War TV show, got Gears of War movie. It's becoming more and more of a thing, and that's why they've got this category. I when we did the vote, I actually voted on Sonic Two because I'm a I'm an idiot. I thought it was a fun <laughs> film. I enjoyed Sonic 2. I thought it was a good film. Even though they had like a weird subplot that was like about a wedding for like half the film. Weird. Well, um, except that wedding is actually not part of the actual plot. And I think it's basically Sonic and Ko like mucking about outside. And yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I would say I really enjoyed the original so much that I watched twice. Yeah, but the next it. film is like, uh, better and it's more faithful to the franchise but I think yeah. to be honest that uh, I just don't really see Cuphead show winning or getting to the no. top I think it's just basically like some uh, trashy 90s-esque type of thing but I think it's just uh, but I would imagine that Cyberpunk and Arcane to be like yeah, huge runners-ups of this whole thing so but I think people would buy it if 
Arcane didn't actually win that category. Yeah, I think it's, it's Cyberpunk or Arcane in the two. I think they're definitely the two front runners. I think out of the two of them, I haven't watched either of them, so I can't really judge. But I think that's the ones that are going to get the votes for sure. Okay, so there we have best debut indie. Woo! Vampire Survivors! <laughs> yep. <definitely. laughs> only, the only category where Vampire Survivors is in. Shocking. And s- snubs. Just imagine that winning that category. Like, for the game that hasn't been so polished compared to the others, yeah. this one is just like... Uh, like, for the game that's basically made in Game Maker, looks like it... Yeah. I don't know if it's made the game maker, but it certainly looks like it. But if it wins that category, that will change on how we view games because oh, what's sure. more important about games than the graphics or even the story is the, the gameplay. gameplay. And that's where Vampire Survivors may may prove to may prove so if it wins the category. So it's But yeah, you can tell the bias the game whether I did the tunics is already available on more platforms now yeah. because it came out on the Xbox first. But yeah. if Stray wins, which comes out on PlayStation and Probably PC, yeah, that will be PlayStation bias because <laughs> because mean, uh, what right now it's just like other games just this seems to be interesting. But I think it's just the case of whether Vampire Survivors wins it or Stray wins it. Yeah, so we. But we I would got... be surprised if. Uh, Tunic does win the category, but I think it just really depends. So yeah, so we, uh, I mean, I haven't mentioned so it's Neon White, Narco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors are the nominees for this game. This is the this is a debut game, even though there's some of these people have actually made games in the past, but it's like I guess a debut for a studio. Um, I mean, spoiler for the rest of the nominees if you haven't seen them. Stray is is in a lot of the is 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 quite highly nominated, and I don't know why. It's because it's a meme game, I guess. People like cats, and it's it's become a meme yeah. game. I I've heard it's not that good, so I'm like, why is it when why is it in all the awards? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So there's content creator of the year. Do you want to do this one or not bother? Because I don't don't really know any of them. The Bellingham oh, wow. I knew from Twitter um, and Carl well, Jacobs is from Mr. Beast, right? Oh, wait, like... wait a moment. You've got him way ahead because I was going to say, I looked at the new and white and I, oh, oh interesting. There's a first person, is it RPG or some sort? It's first person, yeah. It's like a first person shooter with cards and stuff in it. It's supposed to be really good, New York White, to be fair. I've not played it though, but I've heard it's really good. Uh, yeah, I that's. Play it. I think it's just quite interesting, but. But cool. yeah, just not likely to play it straight now because I've got too much in the backlog. But Me anyway, too. content creator, uh, there's Carl Jacobs, Ludwig, Nabellion, Nabal, Nobru, and QT Cinderella. Where's Potato but... Chief? Where, where's Potato <laughs> Chief? This should be my you've category. Been on this, God damn you've it. been on this for like... Uh, YouTube for like 10 years. So exactly, where's like my time. flowers? Give me some flowers. I want some credit. I want an award, damn it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I voted for the Nabellion. He was a big Twitter. He's good at like getting like all gaming news up, and now he's like retired. So it's like, I feel like it'd be a nice thing for him to realize how much people actually. Like, I don't know if you heard the whole story about Nabellion. 
he basically he's a, a guy on Twitter who aggregates all the gaming news. And he was really highly followed, and a lot of people liked him. And he started a Kickstarter, not Kickstarter, a Patreon, and no one subscribed to it, or not many people subscribed to it, so he quit. Oh, that uh, sucks. So sad. And then everyone was like, oh man, I'm sorry, come back, please. Um, they yeah, they I, come I, back. I mean, I, <laughs> I've got a Patreon, and I've got hardly any people following Well, I've got no one following me at the moment. So I get mm. exactly where he's coming from. And so he's like, oh, maybe I, I miss. I mean, I can't remember what he said. I was like, he, he like, oh, I, I didn't real. I, I must have got the wrong uh, thought about how important I am or something. I, I thought, so it's like, so he left. The, he's left Twitter like forever, and it's really sad. So I, I voted for Nobelian because I want him to realize that we do appreciate him and he did do a good job. But it, it, it was just sad that he had to leave the the platform. But uh, Carl I Jacobs don't... is cool as well. He's, he, I think, he's part of Mr. Beast. Um, I haven't really heard much about him. And also, I may have recognised either Electric or Cutie Cinderella, but I just don't really know much about them. And I don't even know about Nobu as well, so I don't know. (laughs) No, exactly. It's one of those categories that I was just going to skip it, but I thought, well, might as well just have a look at it. Uh, Uh, Just go on. Should we go to Best Multiplayer? Yep. Call of Duty. Halo... No, no Guess Halo. What? No Halo. That's Spent right. Yeah. Given that there's so many fuck ups with it, especially the delays, but we're not the... seeing it on it. <laughs> but it's also one of those things that they say in the Game Awards, like, oh, I know we we closed the nominees in November, and then like, so you, the the games don't get a chance, but they could come back next year. Okay, so Halo was critically acclaimed when it came out. Where is it? Right, if you like, if you like, you know, whatever. It's I just sh- really weird that Overwatch Two gets nominated because it Overwatch sucks. Two <laughs> is basically an extension of Overwatch, and that's it. And so it's, it's not very good. It's broken at the moment. They need, they need to fix it. So yeah, that's sorry, why I. That's why I haven't even like touched that much, and I yeah. found the prices for all of the cosmetics to be a bit too dear. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to be. Spending people, any money on this, especially so, I haven't got on well with this whole kind of game. It's so bad that people want the loot boxes back. <laughs> That's how bad <laughs> it is. Uh, so yeah, it's the really bad. So the nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, Splatoon Three, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. I voted for for Multiverses because I really enjoyed it. Yes. It's like Smash Brothers, but not quite as good. It's not quite as good as Smash Brothers, but it's still fun. And it's free to it's play. It's Smash so. Brothers that's not exclusive to Nintendo consoles. Yeah. So I, good. it would be great if it wins that. But I, I think it would that. be totally amazing if the Turtles did actually win the category. Turtles because I think, be to be too. honest, that's a really quite well-made game. And it's not as huge as the other contenders. I think Call of Duty is going to win it, I think. I don't want Call of Duty to win it, but I think it'll win it. No, I don't really want to win it either, but I think it will be really nice if Multiverses does actually win this category. I agree. Okay, yeah. so there we have Best Sport slash Racing. Do you care about this one? I don't. FIFA and NBA. I don't really, but I no. think it would be interesting if Gran Turismo 7 or... Oddy Oddy World runs it, but I think it's going to be one of those I've heard uh, Oddy Oddy yearly World. sports stuff. 
Okay, best strategy slash sim. Uh, Dune Spice Wars, Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer, Two Point Campus, and Victoria Free. I voted Mario because Mario, and that was literally it. <laughs> Did you play it before? I played the original one. I played Mario and uh, Mario Rabbit's <laughs> Kingdom Battle, but I haven't played Star- Sparks of Hope yet. I would like well, to play Sparks of Hope, but I'm a bit a bit broke, and uh, as you say, we've got loads to play. So. But you still have money enough money for Pokemon Violet, though. <laughs> yes, that, that's been saved away. <laughs> Uh, say if you wanted to talk about in the sim slash strategy because I don't really know much of the other games well I only played a bit of two point campus but it's basically two point hospital uh, only with a campus setting I don't know much about other games cool about Warhammer 3 like getting sequels I mean it's pretty good but yeah. Uh, I think I see a little bit of a niche, but Creative Assembly does actually do very good games. No no doubt about it. But I haven't really checked out Victoria 3, and I think Dune's Sp- Spice Wars is just like, oh, cool. I haven't heard much about it, so I can't yeah. really comment on this category. Next category is basically the Nintendo category. Best Family uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Mario Plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, uh, Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Uh, Kirby is what I voted for. I like Kirby. I would go for Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, because Ooh. even if it's a like a regurgitation of the Lego Star Wars games, yeah. it's still like really impressive, and I think it is really the top family game of the year but wow. i think but i think it just depends if they go for nintendo switch sports it just means like these are like it's just like coming from those who yeah. feel we sports is still like really important for this yeah. whole generation because it brought families together so if they see switch sports to be huge then they would go get this in the category but I think I would see Star Wars Skywalker Saga winning this category, and I think it's been talked about a lot. See, I, I very Kirby because it's really good Kirby. It's the best Kirby game that's come out in years, and uh, I mean, spoilers for the rest of the categories, it's not nominated in anything else, I don't think. So it's like, it's kind of been snubbed. Everyone felt like it should have it should have been in like Game of the Year category. And it's not, so I feel like Kirby deserves a bit more praise than it's got. It's the highest selling Kirby think, game of all time, apparently, already. Uh, I think the Kirby game hasn't been talked about after its release. No, Because I think people were talking about everything else, like Splatoon and Pokemon, so I yeah. don't... I mean, it would be cool if Kirby won the category, but I really hate to be a bearer of bad news, but Kirby doesn't have as much of a chance to win this category as hey, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. But it could go to Splatoon 2 3, who knows? Next up is Best Fighting. We have DNF Duel, I don't know what that is. JoJo Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R. King of Fighters XV. Multiverses. 15. Yeah, 15. And Sifu. So Sifu isn't even a fighting game, so I don't know why it's in this category. That's dumb. But okay, uh, I <laughs> well, thought it's, it's still... the multiverses. 
Well, I think a multiversus might actually win there, but yeah. Sifu, even though it was released last year, it's still like it's a kind of action game that uses like that uses martial arts fighting yeah. techniques and is a bug light. It's more so, like a beat up, really. You yeah, know. it just comes out in like different platforms, so people had more chances to check it out. Hence, it could be in this category. I mean, is Bayonetta, is Bayonetta a fighting game? No. Is no, um, a shooter rage a fighting game? No. Is uh, Turtles um, fighting game? No. I you think, know. I think you have to understand that Sifu is more focused on the martial arts moves than guess, actual like just beating people up because. Seems weird. Because if you think about it, it does use like fighting styles, so it makes sense to give it the best fighting. But as you would say, Sifu winning this category is going to lead to some like a lot of discourse around it. Oh, yeah. So I think, given the popularity, Multiverses does actually have a very good chance to win it. Who right. knows? Next category is best role playing game. Elder Ring. Right, we're done. Next. <laughs> Elder Ring wins be... this category. Or it could be Pokemon Legends Arceus. But it depends. Really right, depends. So it's Elder Free. Uh Elder Ring is one of the best games ever made. It is a masterpiece. It deserves game of the year. It's def it definitely deserves to be best. Mm. Um, you'll be interested. You'll be you'll be interested to know that live a live a life is actually a remake of a Super Nintendo game. So it'd be really weird if this wins that category, but. Uh, but I think I would say Elden Ring would easily take it unless there is some possibility for Arceus or Xenoblade 3 to even like take over this category, but who knows? I think I think the I was going to say that because God of War Ragnarok is most likely to be a winner of this category, and I think but I think the with this kind of momentum, I think it's quite likely it might give a foreshadow to what the game of the year is. I just don't really see Tunic winning this category. I think it's just like Stray or God of War to be winning this category but it depends on like how much of a lean is it between those two games like Plague Tale Requiem is just more obvious to those who play a lot on PC and Xbox with Game Pass because that's where you can easily get it
Uh, well, I think it's the thing is that action is like treated as an umbrella because for many decades, there's like a surplus amount of action games that's easily mixed in with different genres. But I think to be honest, I don't really see this anything unique with it yeah. too. So I would imagine Bayonetta 3 taking this category. So... Well, I'd be interested. I would like to see Bayonetta win it. I don't know, though. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, I think Call of Duty might win it, but, yeah. It's not, it's not like a shoot... There should be, like, a shooter category. I don't understand why it's just action, but okay. Okay. Mm. VR slash AR, I have, I've not I've not played any of these games. I'm going to skip last, if that's okay. With no. Innovation... It would be funny... Assist- Go on. It would be really funny if Among Us VR wins this category... But yeah. I think apart from that, it's just like that's kind of yeah, sus. Yeah, we none of us play VR, so we can't comment really. That's kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, innovation and accessibility again, not something I really can speak much about. Uh, we've put, we did the spoiler cast on as Dusk Falls, which is nominated. That did re- that had really good accessibility features. I felt like you could play it on a mobile phone and stuff. So I thought that was cool. Uh, but yeah, God, uh, As Us Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, Boo, and The Quarry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if you've been like paying attention to Laura uh, K. Buzz's reviews of the lots of games with accessibility features, I think I can like saw some of the videos there and talk yeah. about it. But I don't know much about The Quarry or The Return to Monkey Island. No, but I think As Us Falls, I think it's really nice that they put some accessibility options that makes the games better. Like you yeah. have quick time events in it. So it's nice you have those accessibility options and it helps sure. with it. But as for the God of War, Ragnarok and Last of Us Part 2, I think, am I right in saying that they got accessibility options so you can play for it just for the story or some sort? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I haven't played either of them. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2... Had stuff like you could do colorblind mode, so like the characters were like blue, like like they just like bright colors, like so all the enemies are like red silhouettes, and then and all the neutral people were blue, and everything else was like gray and stuff. So like stood out, so it was easier to find stuff. And like like I like hidden items would be like lit up in yellow and stuff like that. So you could the like that kind of accessibility, and you could have like larger subtitles and stuff. I but I've not tried it with the other two, so I'm not really sure. I've heard, it's, I've heard they're supposed to be quite good. So that's mm. nice. And it's good that we can get more people playing these games. Uh, yeah. Still, last I think it just depends. Just to pay the ass. I don't know why they... Re- I don't, they could have just, just released a patch for Last of Us Part 1 with all these new features. Then they have to resell the game for 70 quid. But there you go. It's just one of those things. Well, I think I would say that. Um, I think it's the case that if it, that it has to... If any of the other games have much better accessibility options compared to God of War, Ragnarok, they were most likely to win the category. But because I don't know much about their accessibility options, because I think yeah. I saw a bit about Last of Us, uh, but yeah. but I don't know whether that's a better one than God of War, Ragnarok, but it just really depends, really. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the only argument I got, because I see people online going, oh, see, Last of Us 1 was worth remaking. 
No, it wasn't. Like, like they didn't need to charge you 70 quid to, so you could have accessibility options. They could have patched in accessibility mm. options to the original game or the remaster. You didn't have to mm. remaster it again to do that. Pathetic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's just one of the things that winds me up. Uh, when people are like feel like it's justified, it's not. It's not justified. Mm. Um, best community support? Do you care about this one? I don't... I don't know much, but it just seems Bungie is doing better and offers community yeah. support. We love Bungie. Fortnite, yeah. all I'm seeing is just the aesthetics of the game and the stuff they come out with, so I'm not totally aware of the community support. Same. But so, I think No Man's Sky, I think I heard it's got a really good community support, and yeah. I think Apex Legends, it just keeps... I mean, they've Game. all put to be good ones because they're all up for the Alamanino. So I just, I'm not sure really where I would go with that. Uh, but interesting about the Final Fantasy uh, 14, which I'm not completely aware of it. Uh, yeah. And that's even when it's like the game that's been released for over a decade. So it's just interesting. But I would say, I would imagine Destiny 2 might take this crown unless No Man's Sky can take it. So. Uh -huh. I'm not, I haven't got a clue, to be honest. It could be anything for all right. Um, so, yeah, then the next step is best mobile game. I don't play mobile games. Got no interest in it whatsoever. Me neither. Uh, then it's best indie. Do, 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 indie. Um, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I voted Tunic. Cult of the I Lamb is supposed to be really nice, but I'm surprised it's only come up once. And there's no Vampire Survives. What the hell? I was going to say that. So, yeah, that's... It should have been in this category because I think instead sure. you have Seafood that came out last year. So yeah. it could have been made this room for, like, Vampire Survivors. But I think yeah. it's interesting if Cult of the Lamb does actually tick this category because yeah. I think it is particularly unique. Uh, yeah. It's a unique entry. But... I could see either Stray or Tunic like winning this category as the most likely candidates. Yeah, I agree. Uh, best ongoing. So this is literally the same as the community. The community one. Yeah. So Destiny Two. We'll just say that. We'll just go Destiny Two, even though we don't know. It's either Game... Destiny Two, Fortnite, or Genshin Impact. As I don't the, the next is Games for Impact, which is like uh, similar to the. Uh, accessibility one as does falls in it which is great we enjoyed that got a spoiler cast up for that i i played memoir blue it was kind of kind of lame to be honest i didn't really get much out of it it wasn't it was like a two-hour game didn't get much out of it uh the other four i haven't played so i i'm gonna skip that category if that's okay i really don't know about much other games apart from that stuff falls heard about yeah. memoir blue but not uh, into it so much. It's easy. And it's it's easy sleeper, well. <laughs> which is on like Xbox Game Pass as well. Yeah. But I don't know because anything that's interesting, I thought it would be quite nice. But but to be honest, can't comment on it. And I don't. But I don't even know if As Dust Falls will be good enough for this one. Yeah. Because I don't really see this as for foot provocative. Who knows? Okay, so now we have best performance. Uh, Ashley Ooh. Birch for Horizon Forbidden West, Plague Tale Requiem, Charlotte McBurney, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Christopher Judge, uh, Immortal, Mona Cage, 
God of War Ragnarok, Sunny Sanjilchu. I don't know. I voted for playing two performances Kale. for one game. Yeah, it's a bit. bit that's. I'm hoping that splits the vote. <laughs> that's why I'm I hoping. think it's just. But I think it's just a case of like you either like the PlayStation PlayStation so much you go for God of War Ragnarok uh, performers. Or you just like Xbox so much that you gave a Plague Tale Requiem. But sure. I think... I've, I don't know much about the kind of characters they play, and I don't know much about their performances. No. But I would reckon Ashley Birch to be the one who wins this category. Because oh, I would imagine they're the one who, like, voices the main character in the game. I don't yeah. know. She's Aloy, she, yeah. She's Aloy in the Midwest. Yeah, I think... If they like win this cat, I reckon they have a good chance to win this category. I don't know. Well, of, I, I would say, sorry. I was gonna say I played a bit of. I got Horizon for Midwest. West. She doesn't shut up. I'm like, shut up! I'm trying to play the game. It's like, hey, maybe I should climb up on this ledge. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's what I was doing. Why are you talking? Shut up, Ashley Birch. Mm. <laughs> She's bloody annoying. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, I wonder what this is. It's like, can you shut up? You don't need to say every. You don't need to keep talking. And they literally just have her talking to herself, like nonstop. And it's just like, Ugh! it's annoying. Uh, Amicia, Amicia, <laughs> and, and Hugo. Uh, I voted for I voted for Playtale. Say that Immortals was a really good game. I haven't played it now. It's like a movie I, kind of game. Yeah, I think I would say I would say I would pick Horizon and win this yeah. category. But then Probably. again, I think I think there's a good chance for like God of War Ragnarok performers to like win this uh, category. But given there's more likely to be a lot of praise over this overrated game, so yeah, I'm not first on it. As I said, I, I got Horizon. I I didn't like it really for what I played. I'll have to go mm. back to it at some point, but I I barely got very far into it at all. I got like two three hours into it. She's just annoying. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Gonna be honest. Uh, best audio design: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon for the Rest. I'm saying Elden Ring because I'm an Elden Ring fanboy. And that is that is my answer for everything. If Elden Ring's in a category, I'm voting for it. <laughs> well, I think I've been not particularly sure about World of Warfare 2 unless, like, Infinity Ward actually delivers a much better yeah. uh, audio thing. I mean, it's possible they can win the reward, so... Supposed to have good I don't know audio, much about fair. like Elden Ring, but I can imagine that God of War Ragnarok has a good chance to win it anyway. Probably will. And I think they may have a good audio design. But I think the one that may deserve the award could well be Grand Turismo 7 because graphically yeah. it looks great. And I think they would have more realistic sounds and coming from the cars that just makes it for a really good audio feedback. So. I could see Gran Turismo 7 winning this category. Uh, up next is best score and music. So we have Playtale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> uh, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, Xenoblade always has great music. Metal Hellsinger has some awesome rock music in it. Uh, Playtale, I've not really noticed the music and the score that much, to be honest. 
Uh, haven't played God of War, but Elden Ring. This has some amazing soundtrack. I was listening to the soundtrack the other day while I was just chilling. Just had the Elden Ring soundtrack on in the background, and it's so good. Oh, That's good to beautiful. know. I think the Ragnarok may have like interesting beats. It'll probably win um, that Ragnarok will probably like, win because it's probably fully orchestrated and all that. But I, I but I'm Plague Tale Wakarium is just like fits more to the medieval theme, and I think that's interesting. But yeah. I think the games that I could see winning is Cenobite Chronicles Three because I really yeah. enjoyed the original soundtrack, and if they kept it up with. The Cineblade Chronicles 3, which I have yet to play. I still yeah. own it, but I haven't I even touched the game either. yet. But I I think I would be quite happy if it like takes takes the category for best score in music. But yeah. it, it would be really, really interesting and mildly surprising if Hellsinger can win it. But I have to say, that's really... It just fills the music and the rhythm done in such a way that it just actually yeah. makes you enjoy the game so i think Helsing if it fantastic. wins the, i think if it wins the category i'll be like amazed so yeah. it's like really cool i would be really happy if helsinger won it but i don't think they will uh i basically I, I, spoiler alert for a lot of these awards i feel like i think elder ring should win all the awards but i feel that god of war is gonna win all the awards i'm pessimistic i think everyone's gonna vote for god of war over over elder ring and i feel elder ring should beat it in every category but that's just me uh best I attraction played, elder I, ring. Know, I played neither of these games and i don't really think it will win every single category i hope not i hope i hope god of war does win all the categories i'm worried about that neither does like elden ring really because Last of Us 2 won every category on the 2020 one, and it was a god-awful game. Uh, at least God of War Ragnarok is a decent game, but like Last of Us 2, which is awful. Um, anyway, sorry. Best attraction. Well, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Stray, and Scorn. Scorn is disgusting, but the art <laughs> direction is decent, so I can see why it's here. Um, it's unique. It's got a unique art style, let's just say that. Stray, I don't know why Stray's here. There's so many games that are much better have much better art style than Stray. Is again it's mm. just they, they they think, oh, it's a cat game that everyone likes, let's put it in every category. I'm sure people will be mad. I'm mad. I think Vampire Survives, god damn it. I <laughs> Tunic would be better than, than this. Neon yeah, White would be better than this. Seafood I think it would just actually this. deserves the spot on this category yeah. that tunic but i think if there's a reason for stray like coming in it will be to do the environmental designs than the graphics so fast i could see the point is with it but when i first saw the saw one of the trailers of horizon forbidden west yeah. it's just like really vibrant it it's has pretty. paid a lot of stuff into the art direction and i think it's just really interesting so i could see that winning the awards for, for me it's elderly because uh, like you know, in Halo, where you crash into the Halo ring, you you walk out of the ship for the first time, and you see the Halo ring in front of you, or like in Fallout New Vegas, where you come out of the vault for the first time, or like Fallout Three, you come out for the vault for the first time, you see the world open up. Elder Ring has like three or four of those moments in the game. Like you'll open a door, and you'll be like, "Whoa, this world's beautiful and massive," and then you're like go somewhere else he's like oh my god 
the map has doubled in size. Oh my god, the map has doubled in size again. <laughs> it's just like mm. it's it's like and it's just like mesmerizing. Like uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played Elder Ring. Play Elder Ring, God's sake, it's so good. Um but yeah, it's just like the art style is so beautiful. Yeah, like yeah, okay, it's some like if you look at the characters as I like the main character looks it can look like a bit generic and all that, but the world is so beautiful in there and it's so mm. varied. As I said, you have that you have that feeling of like look how beautiful this world is. You, like that experience of seeing the world for the first time. You have like that overwhelming like looking over the world, like how beautiful it is. You have that overwhelming feeling like three or four times in this game and it's crazy. Like most games can only really achieve it once and it Elder Ring just keeps delivering that. And yeah, it's so good. Oh, well, I can't say enough good three... about this game. <laughs> Sorry, we're down to the last three categories. Woo, almost there. This, this taking this time. Um, okay, uh, best narrative: Playtale Requiem, Elder Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, and Immortal. Love Elder Ring. Narrative is not a strong point. You make your own narrative. So I actually would go with Playtale on this one, actually. Or God of War, I guess. Oh, God so God of War's why... gonna win it. But... So why would you say Playtale Wequian? It's got a good story. It's got a good narrative. If uh, like Alicia and Hugo, I think they're like a cool. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but it's just, like a nice family dynamic, and it's like got a good plot. Um, but I think it's just like um, it goes into humans and monsters type of thing, and yeah. it feels like. Last of Us, but I think it's just like how it conveys the fear and how like it's like it's like the Last of Us, but not shit. (laughs) (laughs) But but I have to stress that um, you thought this of the the rats and the stuff with it, but I think it's just a case of like how much of a world building comes in, and it's just like how 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 you can see the threats from the least likely of places, and I think it's just really interesting. But, I think I think Amicia and Hugo are much more likable characters than Ellie and uh, Abby. If we're going to go off that comparison, that's probably what it more right. comes down um, to. I would have to butt in, and I um, I would say that given that the made a huge amount of focus on that yeah. for what is basically a, a slight improvement over the original, I yeah. would say that God of War Ragnarok. Would easily so. win best narrative out oh, of any other it. category, because I think, like, like how much they brought the a lot of the elements in, and how the original manages to, like, make it really special for new and existing players of the God of War series. Yeah, I think the Ragnarok. I haven't explored it that much. I'm glad that Last of Us Part One isn't in, but I would see God of War Ragnarok rent winning this and yeah. I think it will beat everything else unless I mean, it's possible that Elden Ring may actually win this category it's possible. unless it does have the same kind of like sentimental effect it has from like Bloodborne because the thing is I haven't really played Elden Ring to be oh, honest it's brilliant. so I was going to say Elden Ring the only thing with Elden Ring because I said about this, not having much of a plot it does have a plot and it's uh, it's written by George R.R. R. Martin but it's like it's a bit more under the surface it's not like they don't batter you over the head with the story. If you want a story in Eldering, you can find the story and you can listen to people and talk to people and you get a story from it. Uh, it's becoming You want to become the Elden Lord and re- uh, fix the Elden Ring and all this stuff. And uh, 
it's interesting, and it's like the Elden Ring. The Elden Ring being destroyed means that no one really truly dies and all this stuff. It's a, uh, it's a weird story. But yeah, it's got George. It's got George and R. Martin writing it. It's got it has got an interesting story, but it's kind of below the surface. It's not over your head, about your head with it. I I said Requiem. I voted Playtale Requiem because I feel it deserves an award, and I feel like this has got a it's got a good narrative. So I I feel like this would be the award for Playtale in my personal opinion. But I feel God Awards winning this one, no problem, hands down. God Awards winning that. Best game direction: Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortal, Stray. I feel like they might do the thing where one one game gets the direct. I think because it's it's been God of War and Elden Ring again, right? So I feel like they might go director gets this, and then the game of the year is the the game of the year is the other one. You know, like so they like almost like a it's almost like a consolation prize. Uh, do you do you think well, that might be the case? I think that might be the case. Like if Elden I don't Ring know. wins, like I feel like Elden Ring might win this, and then God of War wins Game of the Year, or God of War wins this, and, God, and then Elden Ring wins Game of the Year. I feel like that might happen. I um, well, I would have to say that um, for the game direction, it would be great if Elden Ring wins this, I hope but so. I wouldn't be surprised if God of War Ragnarok wins this, but. It, but I would say the same for Stray. But the yeah. reason I would say Elden Ring because um, not only they got George R. R. Martin and like get all those elements to make this a highly believable world, but they also did a substantial amount of the changes that expands on the Dark Souls formula yeah. and just turn it into an open world fest. Which to me, I think both gameplay and the story, as far as its concerns. It's just what really makes it like so special that it wins the award. But I think if anyone like cares more about the aesthetics than the gameplay, then they would certainly go for God of War Ragnarok. Otherwise, yeah. like it, Stray may have a better chance to win as well. So who knows? And now we're on to the final category Game of the Year Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon, I don't know, I'm wrapping it. Horizon 2, uh, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, well, it's interesting that game, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, has that spot on the list. Yeah, but I don't really see it like easily winning the game of the year, no. unless it does, which is will be the very surprising thing. But think... if it does that, then people are going to all wire it because... Oh, yeah. God of War is not winning that award, but instead yeah. it's given to Senate Chronicles 3. Could you imagine? I would love that in a way. I would kind of love that just for the memes. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like it's a two-horse race, isn't it? That's what we've been saying the whole way through. Elder Ring, God of War, it's between those two games. I personally want Elder Ring to win it. I feel like God of War is a sequel. Everyone says it's just more of 2018. It's like... I played 2018, we're in 2022 now, let's face the new games. Elden Ring completely revolutionised open world games. Uh, it's a completely, it's like, took the Dark Souls Bloodborne formula and turned it into something that's a bit more, I w like you say accessible, but it's not really, but it's, it is more accessible because you can go wherever please, you can go different, do different things. You don't have to go face the boss. Um, and it's like got an open world that's not full of like, 
check markers and stuff and you just explore it yourself you find your own adventures you find your own like oh have you like you go to your friends and go oh have you found this cave oh have you found this monster and they'll be like no i haven't so okay oh my god it's got co-op it's got fantastic story and all the all the bosses and stuff are so memorable i i'm gushing i know i know I'm, i'm kind of going off one but I hope God of War doesn't win it because God of War is just the same old thing. It's the Sony formula. I'm I'm kind of bored of the Sony formula now. Grumpy old, grumpy old dad man does mm. adventures and in cinema when he has cinematic cutscenes like what do you freaking do? Like I was like saying this to you earlier. It's like God of War is like I I I think I like Yahtzee says it. It's like a ghost train ride. Yahtzee from uh, Zero Punctuation. It's like, oh, like, yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. It's like, oh, it's fun, but you like, you know where you're going. It's like, it's just a straight line. It's too linear. Got a war for me. And it's just like, oh, now push the circle button to kill the dragon. Like, this is what I was saying to you last night when we were talking about this. It's like, in Elder Ring and in God of War, you kill a dragon. In Elder Ring, you have to figure out a strategy to kill the dragon, but the best way to do it. In God of War, Push circle at the right time to kill it. Like quick time events. It's just like it looks cool. Like the cat, like the camera gets right up in there and looks at like, oh look how, look how gruesome this is, and look at the jaw being torn. Like, Ugh. whereas God, whereas Eldering is like, I have to figure out a way of killing this dragon. It's usually me blasting spells at it, spamming spells because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> I'm cheating, cheesing, but still, it's got you got. It's like it's I don't know. Well, I feel like you make your own story with Elden Ring, whereas God of War is like uh, really like well, handcrafted. To... Does that make any sense? Like it's like really, it's like smooth edges. Everything it's like it's it's for everyone. It's like super. It's like it feels like it's just designed with a committee behind it. It's like like it feels doesn't feel like it has the heart of like an Elden Ring to me. Or the you know as maybe maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but. I don't like, yeah, I'm bored of that type of game. I want to see different type of things, and I think Eldering is a revolution! <laughs> it is the well, sequel. It's like essentially I... like the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which was a revolution in its own right in 2017. Yes, and now I will shut up. You go ahead. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you, because I really do have my opinions on this. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, needed to, I just needed to rant to get it off my chest. You go ahead. That's now. all right. To me, I would definitely see Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok as the only contenders for this because the people would go... I think given the bias and how the Game Awards usually treats, like how they see the most hype and most favoured games, because the thing is, I've been seeing a lot of hyped-up games with it, so I think God of War Ragnarok may easily grab this category, but I think the most more fair pick would be the Elden Ring, because I think overall it is well done in many areas, and it would be nice if it wins it, but I, but I would not, but the God of War Ragnarok winning this category wouldn't be out of question, so I would say yeah. it's definitely one of those two, but Definitely. I think if I have to be the one who's good at predicting things, 
I would say God of War Ragnarok would easily oh, win this category. No. So I'm just being realistic here. I really hope not. I really hope not. It but, only won, it won it like in 2018 already. And as we've said earlier, everyone, all the reviewers say it's the same bloody game. So why why win? Oh, it doesn't need to win it again. No. Well, I, to I be think honest, you're right, but I don't want you to be right. I hope you're wrong, but I think you are right. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, no matter which platform you're in, I mean, there's always going to be games that has so many ratings, but ends up being overrated. Like, there's Gears of War franchise, which I'm not impressed with any of those games. That I played the original, that's fine. Then get on with the sequels. I played a bit of Gears of War 5, but I still struggle to get back in. And yet, people still love this shit. Like, there's Last of Us games, which I would have to say the original is actually really good, and I enjoyed it. But I think it's just Last of Us Parts 1 and 2 is just like... Uh, probably like not not that impressive, and yet people still yeah. praise it and thinks people who argue about the story or the gameplay of it means they don't understand much about it. But fuck yeah. you, I mean, we do have our opinions on that, yeah. so it's not like you see, oh, the game's good. Well, not exactly, and it's just the way I would say that. A lot of the games, when they receive a lot of hype and receive a lot of scores, you just end up having this some kind of parasocial relationship with the game that you feel, yeah. oh, this game's good, so therefore it must be good. I could be wrong, of course, but yeah. but you have to bear in mind that some games are so massively huge and so good that ends up becoming much better games, and yet people often like see the the game's really good based on hype and all this... Yeah. Uh, good stuff and I think it's just more to do with popularity being a huge factor in this than just like really good games out there like there's Chris Code which hasn't been marketed so much and yet it's been favoured so much so I don't know it's just I just don't think games are just like really special like that anymore because yeah. I just feel like as if you hype the game so much and if it turns and if it delivers on the Sussex, you just feel like, yeah, this game is brilliant. But then yeah. you have to realize there are games like Grounded, Tunic, uh, Vampire Survivors, those kind of games are actually more fun without having to worry about yeah. Sussex or even the marketing. But then again, I don't really see the awards to be a place for that. And I feel yeah. it just deserves... Games like Elden Ring or God of War Ragnarok, when it receives so much marketing and hype around it, so therefore, I just don't, I just don't really feel a lot special the game awards. And it's just like, meh. It's yeah. just more like a popularity contest more than anything. It is, yeah. I mean, that's what all awards are—a popularity contest, are they? I mean, that's literally what it is. Um, well, it's interesting you say that Oscars seems to be going from the more diversive and like more social aspects of it when you have superhero movies and all these fun and yeah. exciting movies that are up for that could have deserved Oscars but instead they just gave for something that is like more true. like give you more thoughtful messages about social implications and stuff like that. I mean that's a good point. Like I I think about it it's like do we do I want X do I want the game awards to be like what they are now? 
where games like God of War are set for up for Game of the Year? Or do we want it more like the Oscars, where it's literally God of War would get snubbed every year because it's like mainstream, casual... Like, like I mean, I suppose Call of Duty never makes it to Game of the Year, even though it's super popular every year. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you make a good point there. Um, oh, my light just went off. Uh, anyway, but I... I I don't know. I'm not, I, 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 it takes me back to 2020. I thought 2020, I I thought Ghost of Tsushima should have won it. And the people's vote was Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, they put it Last of Us Part 2 won every award. Or Animal Crossing, which Animal Crossing was like a was like a movement, wasn't it? Like during the COVID pandemic, it was like a, a, a groundswell. Everyone was playing Animal Crossing. Everyone was, And it was like the way of coping for everyone. And I did win the award, and it was it was Last of Us Part Two, which really annoys me. And it's just like that's why I feel I'm worried it's gonna happen again here. It's like I feel like Elden Ring was such a big thing at the beginning of the year, and everyone loved it. But God of War's so cinematic and movie like, and Jeff Keighley wants this to be like a movie awards basically, and I it's like oh I don't know I'm not first on God of War I'm not first on that type of game anymore. I don't like feeling like it's super linear playing super linear games that have like quick time events and just long cutscenes. I don't know. Like I've said this to you yesterday. It's like if you say, if if you ask someone what's if what's the most important part of a video game, and they say the story or the plot, then they obviously not real gamers as far as I'm concerned because that should be like the least important thing. That should be the cherry on the top. Gameplay is the most important thing when it comes to games, as far as I'm concerned. I would rather play Vampire Survivors, even though it looks basic as hell. I'd rather play that than play God of War Ragnarok at this moment in time. Because I just thought first, I, I was like, I play God of War. Not, not to say that God of War is a bad game. I just don't, it's not, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea at the moment. I'm not, I'm not in the mood for a 25-hour game where it's just solve a puzzle by throwing a hammer getting stuck in a log and then freeze and never fit hammer throw your hammer to finish the puzzle then have an argument with your son then walk for ages hack and slash do the same hack and slash fighting as the as the last game and then rinse and repeat and that's for 25 hours the same three things talk talk to your son and him whinge do a puzzle fight and then rinse repeat. That's literally the whole game. <laughs> that was like 2018, and I enjoyed it. I but think you're oh. pretty much regurgitating on a lot more things because Obviously, you I mentioned about the same flaws over again. But yeah. but I think to me, like if I have to my say on it, I if I had a PlayStation, I wouldn't be easily went for God of War. But I think the thing is, it's just more of a narrative experience than the gameplay yeah. thing. But I think I if there's one thing that I would really adore about the series is to do with the story. And I yeah. think there's some lots of surprising elements that I would have really enjoyed the game for. But even so, it's just like, if it's for the gameplay, not so much. But if it's about the story, then you would most definitely enjoy it. And I would, yeah. I, and I would definitely say that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've said bad things about it, but I will be buying it at Christmas, and I will be playing it at Christmas time. I just at this moment in time, not I'm not sold. Oh, well, my light's gone. Cool. <laughs> uh, I think on that note, we should probably end the episode because my light's just gone off, and I can't see. <laughs> it's time for bed, boy. <laughs> it's the the light's just gone. I've had enough. Go bed now. <laughs>
yeah, so that's the well, Game I, Awards. My stomach's, you... my stomach's rumbling anyway, so I'm yeah, just I need to get some food. That. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Right, well, so thank you guys for watching. What do you guys think of the Game Awards? Who, let us know in the comments below who you think should win Game of the Year. Are you playing God of War Ragnarok? Do you think I'm being unreasonable? Do you, are you, do you agree with me when it comes to Elden Ring and all that? Let me know in the comments below. Are you going to play Vampire Survivors? You should. It's brilliant. Uh, I, would be, I would be playing more of it tonight oh, I as well as like probably trying some dipping my fingers into other games. Ooh. But then I think the chances are that both of us will be playing that death, but who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm, as, literally, as soon as this podcast finishes, I'm going back to finish my game because I was halfway through a, a level. So I'm going to come finish my, finish my game off. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right. Thank you guys for watching. And until next time, too sweet. Yeah! Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow us at X Marks Box on Twitter or X Marks the Box on YouTube. And follow us on all audio podcast services. Thanks for listening. <laughs>